now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, a co-pilot. That's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Okay, so last week, Dennis and I were in the Bahamas diving with great hammerhead sharks, a couple tiger sharks to boot. Boy, did we have a blast. And we have uh, some more stuff to share with you as far as our trip back to the states and we'll get into that a little bit later on on the big show today but uh and, and actually we also have a, an update on sun and fun we're going to have the big kahuna who's now in charge of that big event happening uh i believe the end of uh, march april and and we're going to get a first-hand uh, report on how things are shaping up for the spring break of aviation that's a little bit later on in the show however first up we got uh, scott from aerox with us because he has a huge huge announcement to share with our passengers on the show today uh scott welcome to just plane radio how you been buddy i've been great greg and it's uh, it's great to be back and it's great to see you now uh you know we are a radio show so you can't see what uh scott just shared with uh, dennis and i via the video closed captioning that we have uh, connected via the web but i'll tell you what it looks pretty cool I mean, Aerox is uh, aviation air systems. Like, you need oxygen when you're going above, what, 7,000, 12,000 feet? 12,000, right, Dennis? Do I get it right? Or what? Uh, what's 12, the- 5 to 14, it's uh, required after 30 minutes. But right. if you talk, you know, as we said on a previous episode, even at 8,000 feet, pilots need to be seriously considering going on oxygen because we saw our blood saturations dropping below 90, even at 8,000 feet. Right. So- and and uh, according to, you know, uh, you know, stories I saw of Michael Jackson back in the day, he said it extended your life. It didn't work for him, but uh, it, it, it's one of those things. You know, oxygen bars, they make you feel good. I, I don't know. There's a little bit of that in there. In there, Scott, what do you think? Absolutely. Oxygen is one of the one of the best things that you can use uh, in uh, to enhance your flying performance. And uh, so earlier this week, we came out with a, a new product called the Boomula, which is an amalgamation of Boom Cannula and okay. uh, mounts right to your headset. And it's super easy to use. And uh, what makes this unique is that it's a conserving cannula. So it replaces the uh, the mustache cannula that we all really don't love wearing. Right. And, this is easy. It attaches right to the headset, and it's got the conserving pendant, and you can use it on any portable or uh, installed oxygen system. Um, we're we're really we're really excited about it. I've been flying with it for actually the last few months, doing some testing on it, and uh, I just I love it, and uh, uh, we're excited to bring it to the market. Well, I got to tell you, when I first heard that you had developed this, Dennis mentioned it to me the other day. And I was like, well, those things look kind of odd. They look weird. Those cannulas, you know, you wear them when you're having surgery or you're in the hospital and they just kind of look goofy. And I was like, I don't know how they're going to incorporate this into some kind of headset contraption. But lo and behold, you showed us. And I was like, wow, that is pretty ingenious because it's just like you said, it's uh, on the on a boom. So it just comes over one side of the uh, ear cup. So what what is it attached to your any headset or how, how does it uh, work? exactly 
Yeah, we've, we've got two mounts. One is the pretty standard stick-on mount. You, you stick it on the side of the ear cup, and then you mount the uh, the boomula just like um, a, a ram mount kind of a thing. You just yeah. mount the boomula on and tighten the screw. The other mount is for the Bose A20 headset where we, we remove one of the covers on the outside opposite the uh, boom microphone. Mm-hmm. You plug the, uh, the adapter right into the headset, and it mount hard mounts right to the headset. Wow. Um, Okay. It stays away for the the Bose is a little unique because it's got an input microphone on the ear cup. Yeah. So you got to be a little careful sticking stuff to the ear cup because you know it could change the acoustics. And this stays away from that. Right. And uh, and is a nice solid mount. So it, that's what I use on my A twenty. Looks great. And uh, you know the 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 um, the mustache cannulas are a little difficult to use, and you put them over the over the head headset and. Uh, you know, our mantra is oxygen made easy. And so this makes it even easier to use your oxygen system. And hopefully it looks cool and, and will promote more oxygen use amongst uh, general aviation pilots. Well, I definitely think it looks cool uh, because, like you said, when a, when you don't need it, uh, you just got the boom swung out of the way. And it's just uh, isn't interfering at all with your flying pleasure. You're not, you're not got anything draped around your neck or anything like that. Uh, with a typical oxygen system, but uh, but it looks pretty cool just hanging out there. Like you know, it's like, hey, that guy. He, I don't know what it is. I don't know if he can fly worth the crap, but he looks pretty awesome. Dennis, you with me on that or what? Well, you know how the cockpit's so cluttered. I mean, we got USB cables and tablets, and you know, all sorts of cords and stuff. You know, getting in our way. So having that uh, oxygen conserving cannula was, you know, another un- ungainly hose running down to a tank. So by eliminating some of that clutter and getting out of your face and out of your way. I think it'll encourage people, you know, to be uh, more open to using oxygen on a regular basis. Well, I agree, but don't you think it looks good too? I mean, it, well, it doesn't matter if you you, you got to look good, whether you fly good or not. And I think it kind of adds another element of coolness to your headset. To be honest, it just looks uh, kind of high tech to me. Yeah, the problem is by the time you get on the ground, most people have that stuff off, so nobody really knows it. We got to have more GoPros in the cockpit recording and sharing our stuff. True. Then we can really call it out. Yeah. Well, maybe so. But uh yeah, I mean, so Scott, did you come up with this idea yourself or did you have a design team that helped you work out this uh solution from Man, Aerox it's, it's or a what? little of uh, it's a little of both. I actually came up with the concept at Oshkosh last year. We had a steady line of people asking us if we had a uh, a boom cannula uh in our in our product portfolio and you know we were thinking about it and just kind of tossing it around and i happen to have my headset there at the uh, at the booth and uh, i picked it up and i looked at it i'm like wow we could mount the you know mount the cannula right here and then i literally sketched it out and sent it to my uh, my engineer while we were still uh, one of my engineers while we were still at the show yeah and uh we started working on it you know, uh, August of last year and did a lot of testing and, you know, manufacturing and everything that goes along with it. And so this week we finally brought it to market. Well, there you go. And of course you can check it out at aerox.com. Is this something new just to you guys, or is it new technology we haven't seen? I don't know. I haven't uh, seen anything like this. Before. Now this, this is the first conserving, uh, cannula. So there's other, uh, headset mounted, you know, boom cannulas that, that a couple of other companies have, but it really is, uh, Really, they're designed to work with their specific oxygen systems. Mm-hmm. This is the first one that's universal and conserving. So, if you've got, you know, a, a turbocharged airplane with an installed oxygen system, then uh, you just connect this right to your existing flow meter and go. 
How about that? Well, I, I think it's a, a great idea, and you guys keep innovating when it comes to oxygen systems for any type of aircraft you're flying. I mean, that's what they do at Aerox. And I don't know, Dennis, you're going to get one of these for your uh, Mooney 201? We didn't really need it going over to Bimini, but it would have been nice to have, I guess, right? What do you think? Well, on the way over, I was high enough. I probably could have used it, but you and I coming back, yeah, I don't think we got over, what, 2,500 feet? But right. uh, a little birdie has told me that one is coming my way, so oh. I'll be sure to model it uh, appropriately once the once it gets here. Well, yeah, what is the deal on that exactly? Uh, these you, you just announced them. Are they available for purchase right now, or they'll be in a few weeks, or what's the yep, story? No, we should be shipping them early next week. Uh, you can get them at Aircraft Spruce. Uh, they've they've uh, pre-ordered, so they'll have uh, they'll have inventory early next week and uh, on our website at aerox.com. And it just depends on uh, the type of system you have or what kind of headset uh, adapter you want to get. That could affect the price a yep. little bit, or what? Well, it actually comes with both adapters. Oh, so okay. You, so if you've got an, a Bose A twenty or you've got another kind, you'll have everything you need to install it, and then you literally just. Disconnect your existing mustache cannula from your flow meter, plug this in, and you are good to go. And if you want to just uh, juice it a little bit with some kind of flavor like an oxygen bar, you can get like wild cherry peach. That's up to you, but you don't uh, recommend it, I assume. Yeah, not when you're flying. (laughs) Okay, when you're not flying, pull it out of the cockpit and just walk around with your headset and your, you know, Aerox cannula thingy, and people look at you weird, but you'll be feeling good. That extra oxygen. One of my very good friends is developing a bourbon smoker, and we are we are working on a collaboration with that. Ooh, I like the sound of that. All right, we'll (laughs) wait for that uh, update next time. We got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Gators approach the great and powerful Raws. Uh, Dennis, uh, Hangar 18 down the street. Smilings! The great and powerful Raws knows why you have come. Okay, uh, some spark plug wires and washers for my Mooney 201. Silence! The magnificent Raws has every intention of granting your request. Great. But first, you must prove yourself worthy by bringing me a stick from a Cirrus Vision Jet. You know, I'm not a fan of the whole flying monkey thing. I think I'm going to call Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Oh, okay, you got me. Uh, just a man behind the curtain with a Aircraft Spruce catalog. Pretty cool, though, huh? You don't need a wizard to find parts for your plane. You need Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Supplying the aviation industry for over 50 years. Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Call 877-4-SPRUCE. 877-4-SPRUCE or go to aircraftspruce.com. That's aircraftspruce.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plain Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. 
The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. You're no saint. You got a free cab. You got a free room. Someone who'll listen to your boring stories. I mean, didn't you, didn't you notice on the plane when you started talking? Eventually, I started reading the vomit bag. I'm getting drunk on a plane. Buying drinks for everybody, but the pilot, it's a party. Got the 737 rocking like a G. This is some sexy leaning pork Coke and whiskey tour Rub my my condition Got a little mile high flight attention It's Mardi Gras Up in the clouds I'm up so high They never come down I'll try anything To drown out the pain They all know why I'm getting drunk on a plane this is Just Plain Radio. Gregor, co-pilot, that's me along with Captain Dennis. All right, so we came back from Bimini last week. I wasn't able to get uh, junk, uh, drunk on the plane because uh, Dennis put me to work. And I was his co-pilot in his Mooney 201, and he frowns on that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, we stayed sober, got back to the States, flew from Bimini to Fort Lauderdale in all of, what, 20 minutes maybe? You think, Dennis? Just about. I think they added an extra 10 minutes because we had to circle uh, just south of the tower waiting for four airliners to come in before they let us uh, clear us to land. Right. Yeah, that was uh, kind of interesting. But, you know, I and, and I was wondering, I, I I was starting to think when they did that, like, ah, oh, they were kind of like, uh, they're annoyed that we're going to the Fort Lauderdale International Airport in a little private uh, plane. But uh, And I thought they're going to have a sloop around for three or four times. But we just did one. And then they got us back in the pattern and said, okay, you're good to go. And no, so, You can't count very well because it was about three laps around. We got a, a good view of the Hard Rock Hotel. Hey, take a look at our flight path on uh, Flight Did we do that see. many? I thought we only did one loop. No, we did three loops before we were finally cleared in. Well, see, time flies when you're flying with Dennis. <laughs> so, Or maybe I was too uh, you know, enthralled, like you said, with uh, looking out the airplane and enjoying the view. Because, yeah, we got a nice little... A uh, circular pattern over Fort Lauderdale, saw the Hard Rock Hotel uh, with the big guitar, you know, sticking up out of the buildings uh, and the ground level there. It, it's a cute, it's a very cool view when you're over a city like that. But I don't know. I, I didn't think the tower guy was treating us too poorly, you know, but I, I, I was a little concerned that uh, maybe they would get annoyed. But I didn't pick that vibe up on the radio. Did you? Not at all. Uh, yeah. They treated us just the same as an, the American Airlines flight that was landing on the parallel runway. Right. You know, we landed. We got our taxi clearance to parking. No problem. Yeah. And, and the only thing Dennis said is that we were landing. He goes, all right, I'm going to haul ass here because I know these jets are behind me. And uh, we're going to uh, land and we're going to get off this air, you know, off the uh, off the uh, runway as quick as possible. And it was kind of uh, interesting. And you were just being polite. Uh, I think in that sense, right? Or yeah, did you just want keep to, your speed up? Yeah, no, it, it wasn't like you thought you were going to be run over or anything. You just wanted no. To be there polite. was no danger, but it's like yeah, I I can better fit in the traffic flows at a big airport if there's a lot of traffic in the area by coming in with a no, and doing a no flap landing. You come across the fence at ninety. That's a lot closer to an airliner's hundred twenty to hundred forty. Right. So you don't create quite the bottleneck that coming over the fence at seventy five would do. Hmm. Hmm. 
But uh, but as far as to, you know, going through the process of coming out of Bimini over back to the States, it was pretty painless. I mean, uh, the folks over in the Bahamas, you know, at the airport, they were very uh, nice to us uh, in customs and everything, you know, said, okay, do this, do that. It wasn't uh, really any big deal at all. And we had a big group of us, about 15, and, you know, 14 of them were going back on the uh, Silver Airways flight, the commercial flight, and I flew back with Dennis, and we kind of left about the same time, and uh, we beat them. Uh, we beat them by, uh, you know, I don't know, I'd say about 15, 20 minutes or so. And then, uh, and then we met at the airport. They didn't have any problems either, but I didn't expect, uh, expect them to. Uh, but I got, I got to get out at Shelter there in Fort Lauderdale. And I think I had a much better experience than they did, even though they didn't have any issues, which was good for them. They, they came in on a 40 seater on that Silver Airways flight. And the problem is when you're coming over from the Bahamas and you're flying commercial, uh, sometimes in Fort Lauderdale, it'll be smooth sailing, just like they had. They went right through customs, not a big crowd or nothing. But I've been on uh, other situations where you hit the wrong time. You got uh, locked in with a couple other flights that were coming in from God knows where. And the uh, customs and border patrol there in Fort Lauderdale gets backed up like ridiculous amount uh, if you're uh, so unlucky to do so. And if you don't have global entry, you're screwed <laughs> for about an hour or two. Because, uh, you know, they can only process so many people. But uh, the rest of our group uh, timed it pretty good. You know, 40 people on a, on a flight isn't too bad. So luckily they didn't get uh, any other traffic in that regard. But I much prefer flying with you, Dennis. I don't know if you feel the yeah, same. Yeah, I'll tell you what. But <laughs> You're not going to beat our time through customs with the, us being the only two people at the custom screening checkpoint you know it was in and out what would we spend a total of five minutes yeah if that uh, you know show yeah. your passport put your bags on the on the scanner and uh away we go that yeah. was it it was really a non-issue right um, I, I thought it was funny when we left the bahamas though is that they made us go through the x-ray screening even though we were flying my airplane you know and not going on an airliner but they joked with us. It's like, well, we only have the one access because we're an international airport. And we don't have an FBO here. But you get to leave your beverages in your bags. Right. So there was no problem with us bringing sodas as a check bag, you know? Yeah, go figure. Or carry on or anything like that. Yep. Yeah. But they were really nice about it, too. Because I think they even realized it. Like, I know it's kind of stupid, but <laughs> we, we, we don't have a choice. And they were kind of laughing about it a little bit themselves. But, uh, you know, very uh, good interaction in that regard. They weren't uh, difficult or making things hard at all. I think, uh, you know, they want to make it as easy for visitors as possible to fly their private aircraft and back and forth between the Bahamas. And, they're you know, they're trying to be as helpful in that regard, I think. Yeah, I picked up that vibe. You did too, right? I did. And then especially on the U.S. side, uh, Customs has partnered with uh, Shelter at Fort Lauderdale International, where they share a facility. So you come in and clear Customs and walk right into the Shelter FBO. So you don't have to go move your airplane to go get fuel. It's it's all very convenient. You pay your landing fee right there. What did it charge us? $25 or something like that for a landing fee with two people going through Customs? Yeah, that's uh, very inexpensive for what it could be. Right. I, the lady at the desk at uh, Shelter, she even said, hey, this is our lowest uh, offering that we have <laughs> or something like that. Didn't she say something to that effect when we checked yeah. in? Yeah. I think I paid more than that just to park at Key West for right. the afternoon at Signature. You know, mm -hmm. I think it was like 40, 50 bucks just to park on the ramp. So yeah. 
Yeah, definitely do not be scared away about the bigger airports just because they have the airliners. We talked about that, about going into Orlando International a few weeks ago. You know, we're airplanes too. We have access to the same amenities. Take advantage of it. It might be more convenient for you and maybe even save you money. There you go. And Dennis even handed the controls over to me for a few minutes. Let me fly his aircraft. Are we allowed to say that out loud or no? Certainly. You were flying more than a CFI. And actually, I... I think I handed you the controls before we even crossed the shoreline um, away from Bimini. So you flew, got us up to altitude, and took over right until we got to uh, basically the shore on the other side of the ocean. Oh, there you go. So you give me a grade of? Yeah, solid B. Okay, I'll take it. That's good enough for me for now. Hey, uh, we got an update for you on Sun and Fun in Lakeland, Florida. Next, stay close to Just Plain Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Get off my plane. This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor Copilot, that's me, Law Captain Dennis. We're your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information. All right, I can't believe it's uh, just a, a month or two away. Sun and fun, and we have Gene Conrad. He's the big kahuna now. He took over from lights last year. He's with us on Just Plane Radio. How, how you doing, Gene? What's going on? I'm good, gentlemen. How are y'all? And I think we're about 63 or 60 days out, but who's counting, Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah, are you feeling the pressure from taking over from lights last year, or what do you think? <laughs> it's interesting, right? So I was the airport director here at Lake Linder for 12 years, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's easy to sit over there the airport director on the north side of the airport and you know monday morning quarterback or i would do this or i would do that and now i'm here sitting in a light seat i'm like holy cripes there's a lot going on <laughs> you, you don't know what you don't know until you're sitting in the seat so i have, I have great no doubt respect for lights and everything that he did here but we're, we're off and running and, and we're getting ready for a big show this year absolutely now uh yeah we're going to be out there in uh, force just down the street from us here in orlando but uh, it is a major aviation event every year. Are you expecting bigger crowds than even last year, which I think uh, might have set a record? It was uh, attended really well last year. What do you think? Well, well, what I would tell you is, so it's so we have 
this year we've been really laser focused on the guest experience whether you're you're flying in which we want lots of airplanes here obviously um you're you're in your rv or your tent camping or you're driving in you know we really want to focus on the guest experience and, and one of those elements is we have a brand new website at flysnf.org right because we want to make sure that the information that people are looking for is as easy as you know one or two clicks away but with that as well you know when i got on board you know looking at for example our online ticketing system last year it was four or five clicks to get to be able to buy a, per, a ticket right and yeah everybody wants it really fast and there's an expectation so we've a brand new ticketing system and with that our ticket sales are more than double than what they were this time last year now, granted, what does that mean i have no idea mm-hmm. right maybe we made it super easy obviously covid isn't as much of an issue for everybody right now even though we're, we deal with it from time to time um and you know maybe i don't know but ticket sales are great um, our exhibitor numbers are up everything's looking in a positive direction so ask me on sunday post event and, and i'll tell you how it was but you know all the things that we're measuring and tracking are, are looking good that's good to hear I, I mean everybody wants it to be wildly successful and and uh, as the big kahuna like that now you, you need to take every win and take full credit that's my advice to you, Gene, if, well, which no. is usually bad advice, but you can take it if you like. Uh, no, I appreciate that, but I will tell you, you know, I have a great team here. There's a lot of passionate folks, you know, and it's not just my team that works for me here for the Aerospace Center for Excellence and the Center for Aerospace Expo, it's, but it's our volunteers, right? Right. Over 2,500 volunteers putting on this event, helping us get it done, whether you're yearly birds, people here with us year-round, you know, people here with us just starting, you know, in January, December through the end of the show. Show, you know, and then the folks that come for the 10, 14, six days, however long they can be here with us, we're very grateful to all of them, you know, because th- th- they're dedicated and passionate just like we are. And without them, we just couldn't get this done because it's a heavy, heavy lift yeah. to make all these people, all the, to make all of this happen. What people don't necessarily appreciate, I was born in Oshkosh and my dad ran the airport there when I was a kid. So I, Grew up around AirVenture. You know, I volunteered up there for the last 34 years. So the whole reason I moved here to Lakeland to run the airport is because Sun and Fun was here. Right mm-hmm. now, here it is 12 years later when I got here in January 2010 or 13, whatever it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, but here I am running this organization. The whole reason I came here. But it, it's for the love of what we do here and the dedication that these people have. Right. And, and it's a it's a special, special place. And, you know, I now get to be the caretaker, but the, the uh, pressure is on. Yeah. Well, I have. There are so many wheels moving, uh, so many planes in the air, so much stuff to manage. It, it is yeah. always awe inspiring. Uh, it has been in the past for us to watch what lights would do. And still yeah. he'd managed to find time for us, which is uh, amazing because I know it's a it's quite a, a task to pull it off. But as far as uh, I mean, you have the like you said, all the experience from Oshkosh and you've been watching this the last few years. So I have no doubt. You got uh, got this thing running well. What, what can we expect uh, for the show this year? Is it going to be a little different than last year, or yeah, or what definitely. can you tell us? Absolutely. So you know, one big thing is you know for for our driving traffic, we unfortunately the last several years have people have been on the roads for an awful long time on Friday and Saturday when the big crowds are coming in. So we now have prepaid online parking so we can, you know, scan your QR code as you're coming in and having to exchange cash and everybody asking questions, it backs the lines up. So we're going to, we're going to move expeditiously to get everybody into, into the event. What if you're driving in, um, but we're really focused this year on our flying crowd, 
you know, home builds, for example, we need the home builds to come back in mass. So if you're out there, you're a home builder, come back and visit us. The spaces have been, whether it's home built parking or camping, have been separate. We're now putting them together in a new area on the field that's high and dry because they got smaller wheels, you know. Right. Um, we want to take care of our home built community. But also, we have a new area on the airport as well. If you're familiar with the airport, just north of NOAA, you know, our, our hurricane hunter buddies, where the seabirds have been, the seabirds, the seaplanes are going to move over on the other side of Echo One, just west of their, where they've been in the years past. But this new area right in front of Noah, we're calling the island. Mm-hmm. Right. And here, you know, we're moving general aviation camping, GA parking will be out there, home built, vintage, all that. All the aircraft will be in one area. But if you visited us in the past, there are no services out there for you. Right. right. Yeah. So we are going to have an Uber Lyft drop off out there. We're going to have a country store. You'll be able to, if you're coming in from that area or you want to exit, you flew in, you'll be able to do that. You'll be able to buy tickets there. We're going to have shower houses there, bathroom facilities, full food and beverage tent that starts from 6 a.m. and runs to 10 p.m. Um, we're also, you're going to be able to, if you're camping, flying in with us, you're going to be able to, if you're an Instacart customer, you can in, or make orders from public supermarkets, which is just down the road. Wow. Um, our pilot welcome center will be there. Tram stops will be there. So this one area we're calling the island for all your services. Again, GA camping, home built parking, camping, GA parking, vintage camping. Uh, we have a new area for our stole friends, you know, with our big tire, our big tire friends. Yeah. Um, so lots of stuff there, but we want to be able to private provide those services. Um, so people have a great time with us and, and stay here for as many days as we can keep them. Yeah. I think I saw the uh, press release on that. You plan to have some entertainment like they do in the other campground area too maybe uh in the yeah, evening or just depends absolutely yeah no we're gonna have um some you know some um you know there'll be a band out there or whatnot but nothing loud mm-hmm. right we do want people to have camaraderie and be around each other picnic tables out there we'll we'll um you know the air show the announcers um you know during the daily air shows you know, are going to pump the sound in so they can hear what's going on and be able to sit out there and enjoy the air show from a different vantage point right um, we'll also have movies out there not for people to sit there and try to enjoy the movie but more like you know top gun the first one mm-hmm. or um hot shot you know just more fun type stuff that people can you know stand around watch the movies drink have a beer or whatnot and then Mm. have a good time and yeah you know that's what we're looking to get done you know i think he has uh has this pretty well uh under control what do you think there dennis you know i agree you're gonna fly in well i'm gonna bring the motor home for sure and Mm -hmm. so it's all gonna depend you know if we can somehow you know maybe get uh, my son to come with me and do the motor home drop off and pick me up with the plane fly into the show Mm -hmm. we'll just kind of play that by ear and see what the weather looks like yeah how old is your son He's uh, 23. The reason I is we have a new kids area, too, called Junior Aces. What we have is the Beulah Restoration close to the registration building as you come in from the parking lot. And we have 18 different exhibitors in there that be all hands-on STEM-based activities for the kiddos that we're calling Junior Aces. Um, not, you know, like kind of like Kid Venture, obviously not to the scales, obviously what our friends at EA do up, up there at Air Venture, um, but really want to take, you know, and cater to our, our younger demographic. And also the tickets this year for 10 and under um, are free. It was six and under in years past. It's now 10 and under. Cause there you go. Here. Gotta love that. And then you got the fireworks and the night dare show and the whole thing, right? As usual. Yeah. And then upgraded. And then on Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday nights, um, we are going to raise the entertainment value down at Paradise City. So don't be surprised when you see jumpers coming in or a jet flying over the top of Paradise City. 
or some vertical takeoff and landing electric aircraft. There's going to be a lot more entertainment down there in Paradise City. Love it. Sun and Fun uh, 2023 is going to be huge. Check it out. SNF.org is the website to go to. Gene, thank you for the update. We appreciate it. Thank you, gentlemen. Take care. And hey, remember everybody, too, 2024 will be our 50th flying, so we're gearing up for that, too. So thank you all very much. You got it. We got more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Flight is a scientific impossibility. And even if it weren't, why fly? Where would it get you? I will fly. I will fly. I will fly. I This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, Laura, Captain Dennis. We are your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information, flying back and forth from Bimini in the Bahamas. Just staying in touch with uh, some cool stuff. I mean, we got sun and fun to look forward to. Uh, we also have uh, some of our friends uh, on uh, online on YouTube uh, seem to conflict a little bit uh, last week. I don't know if you caught this, but the uh, airplane formerly owned by Elvis was auctioned off right here in our backyard in Kissimmee, uh, Kissimmee Florida. Uh, matter of fact, uh, it was it was it? Oh, yeah, Priscilla Presley was there at the auction. Did you see the auction yourself, Dennis, when this took place or not? No, I just watched it on all of the uh, the news updates. Everybody was talking about how Elvis's uh, old saber jet that had been abandoned in the New Mexico desert for years was finally sold at auction. But that's all I really I didn't really pay much attention to it until yeah. after the dust all settled. Yeah, well, it was uh, interesting. Yeah, we've been uh, you know talking about this on the show, uh, you know, over the last few months that this airplane was out in New Mexico, I believe, and it looks pretty rough. But they auctioned it off at, at one of those fancy, you know, air, you know, airplane car auctions there in Kissimmee, Florida, and uh, and lo and behold, I w- happened to be watching. I I was online when uh, the auction was going on, and I saw a live stream from the guys from uh, Airplane Rescue on YouTube, and he was doing a live stream about the auction uh, and, and the fact that he was going to bid on this airplane. I think he had a, a budget of about quarter million dollars, two hundred fifty grand that he was willing to throw at this, and then they would, you know, do it on their YouTube channel. And you know, the guy's real nice. I forget the, his first name off the top of my head here, but really nice guy. Uh, we met him actually at Sun and Fun last year, and uh, you know, they do great work. They can take these old planes, and it's kind of fun to watch them go through all the crazy nonsense of of rebuilding these planes or trying to bring them back to life it's usually a charlie foxtrot type of thing but that's what makes it appealing i think to a certain extent but uh, anyway he's doing this live stream on youtube i'm watching him like wow he might actually get this you know and it starts going up and up and they weren't sure what it was going to sell for it ended up going for about I don't know, 260 grand or something in that ballpark, I think, and uh, went to, you know, went over his limit. So he wasn't able to snag it, 
But, uh, you know, he got, he basically got out, outbid. It was beyond his budget. And he was like, oh, man. Well, hopefully we'll find out who uh, got the airplane. Maybe we can work with them and do something with them. And, uh, you know, it made me watch his uh, YouTube channel for, you know, 10, 15 minutes. And, you know, it was, it was interesting to kind of see what would go into something like that. They figured, by the way, when they were talking about, okay, we figure we'll, we'll, uh, we'll dedicate 250 grand to purchase this thing if we get it. And we figure we're probably going to have to dump another one point, you know, 1.5 mil to maybe bring it back to life. That's, I think that's what I heard him say. So obviously they must be doing okay, <laughs> you know, if they got that kind of money to throw at something like this. But God bless them uh, for trying. And I felt bad for him. I was like, oh, well, you know, what are you going to do? And uh, lo and behold, the next day I reach out to Dennis. I'm talking about this to him. And uh, he goes, oh, you know what happened? And I'm like, what? He goes, Jimmy from Jimmy's World bought it. And I'm like, what? That's the guy who snaked it from him? <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh. Uh, I, I don't know. Do you know if those guys talk or, or what do you think? Do you know? I have no idea, mm-hmm. but I mean, the community is rather small. There's a right. chance. There's probably a good chance, uh, greater than zero probability that they work together on the back end, trying to help each other out. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, yeah, it is a small community and, uh, I'm sure they do know each other, but I, you know, and from what I understand, the airplane rescue guys never did actually make a bid because the numbers went up pretty quickly beyond uh what they were planning to uh you know what they had budgeted so i don't think he ever actually placed a bid so i don't think jimmy came in and snaked from him per se i think it just went up over their budget and uh evidently jimmy from jimmy's world had a bigger budget than they did to work with and uh i don't know you reached out to jimmy and you got a text back from him and did what what happened well i didn't get much of a response other than a kind of a what did I do uh, kind of a look, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll yeah. see. Uh, I, I've read a couple of other articles though afterward um, that it sounds like he his he's intending to restore it to move under its own power, but it won't ever fly again. Mm, what does okay. that mean? I don't know, but it, it you know it could be awfully interesting when he gets all done. Right. Well, I mean, if it moved under its own power, what just so you could move it around the airfield or to a location or a museum or something, you think? Or no, I don't know if he's going to cut the wings off of it and put a motor in it and drive around the street uh, as a converted car, like we've seen done with jets before. Turn it into a very expensive limo, very unique. I I don't know. No, I don't. I I don't think that's. I don't think that's what they're going to do. I mean, I I do think uh, this is a, a historic plane by no. Uh, small means. I mean, it was El- Elvis's aircraft. So I think they're somebody, if it's Jimmy or whoever, I think they'll bring it back to life to a certain level, like you said, to make it a nice museum piece. I know that's what the guys at Airplane Rescue were uh, planning to do, and they figured, you know, that, that would be worst-case scenario. Whoever gets their hands on this is going to restore it back to its glory days as far as how it looks. So it could be a nice museum piece or be a play, you know, be a plane that you put out on the airfield that people would want to come over and get their picture taken in front of it. I think that's worst case scenario. Even for Jimmy, he would, I mean, that'd be something they would want to do too, right? Don't you think? Well, considering he took the interior from one and used it to make part of his office, uh, you know, anything's possible. So. Oh, I, I, I think uh, they would have the same goal. I don't think he's going to take and uh, take that 
thing and scrap it or anything like that. I mean, you know, they do a lot of that kind of stuff, like you said. But I, I think in a case like this, he uh, he must be an Elvis fan. You'd have to if you're going to spend that kind of money uh, to take a plane and, and uh, you know, try to bring it back to life. But I don't think they're going to bastardize it or anything like that. Would you think? Uh, well, I, would you, you have no prediction we'll, we'll one way or another because yeah. we have, we've been watching and waiting for an update on YouTube to, for him even to announce, you know, something about it, but right. he hasn't even teased anything yet. Yeah. Well, and who knows, maybe they'll work together on it. I mean, at the end of the auction, uh, the airplane rescue guy did say something like, Hey, we're going to track down who got this and maybe we can, you know, at least, uh, do a story on what they're going to do, or maybe we can work with them a little bit. And I mean, look, I mean, maybe they can work together. I don't know. I don't know how that world is, how cutthroat it is. It is small. It's a small YouTube community. And I, I think they all like each other, but they are competing for eyeballs. So you never know how that is but uh, jimmy's a great guy and that and the guy from airplane rescue seems like a great guy so maybe they can uh you know meet in the middle or something i mean they just they probably just have to fight over who uh gets to wear the elvis suit when they're working on the airplane you know i mean that that would probably have to be a rule if you're going to try to bring elvis's plane back to back to life you, you don't wear a mechanic's jumpsuit like an aviator's jumpsuit you wear Elvis's jumpsuit. Don't you think that would be uh, apropos? I, I think it would be appropriate. Uh, you know, just like uh, the, maybe the skydiving Elvises or something. That right. might be appropriate. Yes. There's so many things you could do uh, with this. But I, I think you got to be careful because you, you could potentially upset people. If, like if you took the plane and turned it into a car or something like that, I don't think people would be very happy with that, Dennis. I think you got to take something like this and you got to make the attempt to bring it back to its uh, at least appearance of its glory days and uh, be somewhat respectful uh, to, to Elvis in that sense, don't you think? Well, I do, but I, this is an interesting plane because it was originally owned by Elvis, but he had sold it years ago. Um, so it's still outfitted from back when he owned it. Yeah. But he has a second Sabre liner that's actually on display, I think, at Graceland along with his uh, other airplanes. So right. This one, I don't know what all happens. He sold it and just, you know, they used it for like two years and then it's been sitting abandoned in the New Mexico desert ever since. With no engines, by the way. So And, and some of the avionics know. missing and yeah. a few things like that. But probably does have a velvet Elvis uh, somewhere on the interior of the plane. I think you'd just expect it. If not, you'd have to add it. All right. On that somewhat disturbing note, we're going to wrap it up. Till next time, remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. (laughs) 
Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com.